everybody. This is Paul Gilbert, and you are listening to and watching and experiencing Sonic Perspective. Rock and roll. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another interview of Sonic Perspectives. I'm Rodrigo, and today I have the absolute honor of speaking to a guitar hero of mine, Mr. Paul Gilbert. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to be here. I like your backdrop. That's, that's uh, it's my new album cover. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's my first time interviewing you, and we have a lot of ground to cover. But yes, let's start by discussing the upcoming album, Twas, which comes out on November 26th. Yeah, well, it's my first Christmas album. Yeah. And, uh, re recorded it uh, live with the band in Portland. And I decided to get a blues rhythm section. I got a blues drummer, you know, played with the fabulous Thunderbirds, Jimmy Vaughn, and a great blues bass player. And then I wanted to get a jazz guitar player and a jazz keyboard player so they, they would know all the smart chords. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my, my thing, you know, with my heavy metal fingers on top. And uh, it, it turned out to be a really good combination. And uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, the arrangements are wild. The, uh, the, the melodies are played with passion. And <laughs> dig this. Yeah, and a lot of the songs uh, here came out completely different than the originals. Uh, you seem to have like deconstructed these songs and rebuilt them, right? Uh, what was the approach? Well, to addressing every, every song is sort of its own thing. Sometimes hmm. I would really try to do... I'd, I'd find my favorite version. Like um, hmm. there was uh, the, one of the first songs that I, I released. The uh, yeah, hark the hair like to sing. That one. There were two versions that I found that I really liked. One was uh, uh, Amy Grant, hmm. and I just liked it because she sang it really straight. You know, because sometimes if you hear like Mariah Carey singing a Christmas song, she does so many licks. Yeah, she goes everywhere. Yeah. That it's like, well, which part is the melody and which part is her doing a lick? So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's great. But but actually, I wasn't that familiar with that song. And I just wanted to know how it went. So the Amy Grant version, I, I, I played with a lot to practice it. And then I found um, the um, the Nat King Cole version, because that has such amazing chords and orchestration behind it. And so I brought in uh, my keyboard player and guitar player, and I, and I played them the Nat King Cole version. I said, "Can you guys work out the chords and like write a chart?" And and so they we spent some time with with them working out that part. And then I could just play pretty traditionally on top. Mm -hmm. And then we, we ended up doing kind of jam in the middle. But uh, you know that that was one where I, I just combined you know different influences. Uh, but some of them I really did take apart and do it from the ground up, which is my own instincts. And one of the funny ones with that was was Rudolph. Yeah, you know, Rudolph's very simple melody. You know? And when it, nah, 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 I thought, I can't play that. You know, that's, <laughs> that's too, too simple. You know? Yeah. No, I got to find some way to play that and make it where I'm excited about it. So I ended up, you know, I, I took those two notes and put them on one string. And then I took one of the notes and put it, that same note on other strings. So I kind of double it up. And that right. way I can do a, I can do a lick. So it, you know, it starts off real nice. And then I get all snarly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that, that put a smile on my face. How Gary Moore would approach it. Yeah. Like when I read about this album, I was like, mm, we wish you a Merry Christmas for the millionth time. But like you took it on so many different avenues as well that, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's captivating. It's, it's great. Right. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, the approach was to record two songs every day for six days. Yeah. Did you feel like extra pressure because of that? Or is it like more of a sense of excitement of, you know, I'm going to take that challenge and do it? Yeah, every morning I, I would look at the, you know, my goal. Okay, well, these mm. two songs. And I would just think, oh, okay, today I think it's, it's probably just going to fall apart. There's, there's no way we're going <laughs> to get this, get this done. But we, we managed to do it. That, that's, that's the power of a band. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's not just one brain. You know, it's 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 five people all you know putting their effort and 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 musical soul and ability into it. So, um, you know, we 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 you know supported each other and made it happen. And I think everybody kind of I suspect felt the same way, where it's like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, we did it. And then you know, we had we had the weekends. We did three days and took you know weekend off, and then another three days. So that gave us a little a little way place to breathe in between. Yeah. yeah, but like on this day and age where people like spit out albums like like from day to night, it's it's not a new approach, right? But I guess uh, there was some pressure involved that uh, you know to to reaching that goal. No, it's, it's good yeah. to have that. You know, yeah. the, um, you know, if you have all the time in the world, then sometimes you never even start. <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. like yeah we got to get this done today you know then yeah. you know and and what you end up getting is is um you know you, you sometimes there's a mistake or a flaw or you know something that you wish you could have done better but you also get stuff that's a that's a really nice surprise and sometimes you get things that are are, are you know sometimes i play better than me you know i was like wow <laughs> that thing I, I, i never could have planned that I, if i if i had all the time in the world i never would have had the that sort of panic right and and my energy to to get that so you know it's a it's a balance you know you you give up a little perfection but you gain inspiration yeah and i read an interview where you mentioned the panic of having to write material like under pressure yeah uh, new material to fit on this album uh how did you channel the christmas spirit during summer to write these songs (laughs) that was fun because somehow you know I'd, i'd be shopping at the grocery store or something and just thinking like i'm the only person in this whole building who has christmas songs in their head <laughs> probably you know, yeah nobody else is walking down you know grabbing a carton of milk going yeah. let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, <laughs> in my head yeah. so uh, I, it gave me kind of rebellious spirit you know, yeah being in that in that musical place and really you know, I spent two months just with Christmas songs in my head all the time because we recorded it in six days. But it, before then, I was researching, figuring out what songs I should do, finding my favorite versions, right? You know, <laughs> practicing. You know, so so it was, and and just sort of letting it stew in my head. Right. So that's, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, well, I have to comment on one of the originals, uh, "The Boogie of Three Strings for Christmas." I think it's insanely fast. For me, as a listener, I love it. But as an aspiring guitar player, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just stick with the ukulele for now. I don't know. <laughs> so well, this fast. Is, this is the guitar that I, I did it with. It's, it's got, um, it, it's got, you know, two necks, and and the bottom bottom neck right. is, is six strings. Mm-hmm. That's normal. But the top neck only has three strings. So it's it's uh, it's tuned in octave. We got high E, mm. a middle E, and a low E, and then you can stretch out. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, so you get this arpeggios, you know, like, and what I found out is if I just only use the dots, you know, then you get like an A seven, you get like an A seven arpeggio, and uh, and I did this lick, 
missile lick. Right. And I just right. move that around only using the dots. <laughs> And, and that's it. So it's right. I couldn't play it. The, the only reason I can play it fast is because it's easy. Right. <laughs> and and, it, and the, one of the reasons it's easy is like the, the neck's really short. These are Ibanez yeah. micros, which is like a guitar <laughs> for a kid. You know, there's yeah. short neck. And uh, but but it sounds like you know. Of course, if I had to play it on a normal guitar, I could never do it because yeah, it's it's, it's tough. It's yeah. Well, this is and it's kind of the only thing that this neck is good for. Right. <laughs> but, but it's such a good lick; it's worth it. Yeah. Well, you're talking to a person who's just now learning ACDC songs, so that is miles ahead of me. But anyway, oh, I appreciate that as a listener. I love ACDC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, on the video for "Hark the Herald Angels Sings," uh, you're messing around with the power drill in the beginning. Oh uh, yeah. And, yeah. What made you not use it on that track? And is there a chance of the drill making a comeback in the future, or or not? Well, I actually used it on on Winter Wonderland. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, the last track on the record I did. And right. what, was, what would happen is I, I kind of knew I wanted to use it somewhere, mm. but I wasn't sure which song would be the best one. So just every <laughs> song at the beginning, I kind of took up a try. It and you can see my face at the end. I'm like, oh, I'm not, yeah, not on this one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah the, I, I went to Wonderland. I, I, I used it. So you can, you can hear it on the, on the solo on that too. Yeah, well, you have shorter hair now, so it won't get stuck in your hair like it did on a couple of Rush shows that you got. Yeah, when you well, I've got it. shorter hair, so I, and, and plus <laughs> the hat will keep me safe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on this album, you continued the recent trend of using the slide uh, to occupy the spot of uh, of the vocal melodies, right? Yeah. Uh, how was this process of uh, finding out that this was an option for you? Well, it, it, it took a while because I've always... For, for most of my guitar life, I've been a horrible slide player. And uh, <laughs> I think a lot of it was, was not only just getting the technique of the slide, but also understanding what kind of melodies work with a slide. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of, I, I spent so much time learning scales and the slide's not really not great for playing scales. Yeah. But, but for melodies, it's pretty good. You know, if you go, long neck. Yeah, it's 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 nice to or what what was one of the well the heart the heard the Herald Angels though. Yeah. You know, it's it's for that it's pretty nice. Yeah. So um a lot of it was was figuring out blues melodies. I figured out um what's the Janis Joplin one that oh Lord watch by me bands, you know. So that nice, that yeah, breakthrough, and that was hard. It took mm -hmm. a long time to, to, to work that up. And uh, you know, not only technically, but it's just knowing where those notes are. Because again, it's different than you know, yeah. playing straight yeah. open scales fast. Yeah, so, uh, it's it's really been a, a nice musical journey. And it, and actually, when I don't play with slide now, I, I tend to be more musical just because of the time I spent with it. Right. I saw you play uh, Fly by Night here in Toronto in 2019 oh, yeah. with the slide. Yeah, it was awesome. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing with, with playing melodies on guitar is, is like all the high stuff because you know Getty sings really high, and if I try yeah. to go, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I can't hit that. <laughs> right. That with my voice, but on guitar, it's all right. Actually, uh, the other day, uh, you know the band TNT. Yeah. They have a song called 10,000 Lovers. But you know, yeah. And it's, it's got the, oh, the, the. Uh-huh. really high. Yeah. You know, on, on guitar. I don't even know. The, yeah. You know, it's all, you can get those notes easy. Yeah. All my, like the singer that lives inside of me (laughs) is so happy that I can finally hit those notes. Yeah. And to me, it's incredible that you you do these songs with a slide, but you still write lyrics for them, right? Uh, To what extent does that help in the compositional process? It's it's really helpful because if if you... Mm. One of the metaphors is like if, if you want to make, uh, you know, a, a, a suit for somebody, it helps to measure the person who you're going to make the suit for. Right. <laughs> it's, it's gonna it's gonna fit better that way. So you start with the person, and then you kind of build around that. And if you have a melody, and you build the song around the melody, everything just goes really really well. You know, the, the, right. the, the, you know, the chords make it. But a, a lot of times, especially in in, in rock. You know, we like as a rock guitar player, you try to come up with a riff and you build the whole song, and then you expect it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I made this suit, you know, good <laughs> luck fitting into it, you know, because it, it, it might not be your body size, you know, and and you know, the singer has to really, you know, might not, it might not be comfortable with with that with the way the song is, right? So, um, it, it it everything just seems to go a lot easier that way, right? And and also also the, the way. You know the, the the way you think about music when you're thinking of a melody is different because you tend to breathe. Uh, you know when you play guitar, you don't have to breathe; you just keep going and going and going and going. And and that, from a listening standpoint, can be can wear you out a little bit. You know, yeah. Where where if um if there's a breath, you know that the that the that the vocal physically needs to take, it's also a mental breath for the listener. It gives them a little time to recover from you know all the information. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it, yeah. it, it, it makes a, a more natural pace. And really, the, the, you know, the, the core of music is, is like singing and, and, you know, banging on something with, you, with, a, with a stick, you know. So, so you know, the, put those two things together at the core of the, of the music and then all the fancy stuff you build around it just makes sense. Right. And uh, if I can get back to the album a little bit, one song that caught my attention was Silver Bells. Uh, what kind of effect or pedal did you use for the guitar on that one? Because it's that, different from the rest. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, I think it was a. I mean, I actually I brought a bunch of it. It was. Mm. It was one of three. I, it was either an ADA flanger. Sounds or, like a flanger. It does. Yeah. It does sound like a flanger. Or, yeah. or, or it was my uh, my vent. Uh, it's a. It's called a mini vent, and it, it's like a, a Leslie simulator. Mm. Might have been that, or it was uh, a, a Deja Vibe by Full Tone. So those are the three I had. I can't remember which one I used. It was one of those. Right. 
right? And you've been like on an amazingly hot streak of albums uh, of late. Behold Electric Guitar, Werewolves of Portland, uh, and now this one. Uh, do you feel like more comfortable now as a solo artist as opposed to being in a band? Or do you miss being in a band? Or Well... I mean, for, for, for two of those records, for two of those records, uh, this one, uh, Twas, and also Behold Electric Guitar, I, I formed a band. Mm. And, you know, of course, I'm the band leader. So, <laughs> but the, in a way that makes it easier. Like, I, I almost don't, like, I don't need to be the leader, but somebody does. You know, that's, that, that's the hard thing about, you know, a band like Mr. Big is nobody's really the leader. Right. So, you know, every decision, you know, everybody has to be involved. And sometimes it's just easier, you know, just let the leader decide and we'll help you know the, that, that, that a lot of times makes things go faster and smoother and you know if, if there's a bad decision who cares if, if there were humans you know right um so uh th that that's uh that's that so the um yeah i, I have to say most of the time it, it, it goes easier to, to have you know to have somebody who's the leader and, and everybody else is is nice enough or, or you know you're paying them so they <laughs> They're, they're willing to try your ideas. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this year we saw the, re the reissue of Mr. Biggs leaning to it. Uh, are you planning more reissues? And uh, what kind of contact do you have with Billy and Eric nowadays? Oh, let's see. Well, I mean, I, I follow Billy on Instagram. So you know, I, we, we're, both, <laughs> we're both cat owners. Right. I, I, I check out his cat. And uh, he has a black cat. You have a white one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They, they turn out that way sometimes. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I lean into it. I'm, 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 it's a record I'm very proud of. That, that, that mm -hmm. I think is the, the most magical Mr. Big album. And, uh, you know, it, it's that, that was just every, all the, everything was going right when that, when that record happened. So that, that was, right. uh, I'm happy that people remember it and it's still uh, a record people listen to. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm very fond of is the tribute albums you did with uh, Mike Portnoy, you know, Cygnus and the Sea Monsters, oh, yeah. Amazing Journey and Yellow Matter Custard. Uh, was there any talk of doing other bands at the time or? Oh, not really. Um, and I, I remember one of, the, one of the reasons I, I wanted to do it was I wanted to meet Neil Morse because I, 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 really oh. I really liked what he had played in, in, with Spock's beard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought maybe Neil and I could do something, but it, it, we, we're both so. And actually, I have I've done some sessions for Neil. Oh, okay. Uh, on, on, on his solo records, yeah, a couple of solos that I did on on his records, and uh, it, we, we, we've talked about doing more of those tribute ones. But you know, COVID's kind of slowed everything down. So oh yeah. We'll, we'll we'll hopefully we'll do one of those again at some point. Right. And uh, another thing I'd love to ask you about is uh, the one G three tour you did back in two thousand seven. Yeah. Uh, is this something you would consider doing again eventually or not? Oh, I, that, that was a blast. I, I really had a good time with that. And it was, it, it really opened my, opened my eyes to, to like the, the guitar instrumental world. Right. Before that, I was really like, oh, it's got to have singing and it's got to be a, a band. And, uh, you know, I, I just didn't have that. I hadn't spent that much time with, with an in, instrumental music. And, to, to to you know to jam with with joe and and the other play with john petrucci and also just to be in front of that audience you know an audience of people that were really into guitar music yeah uh, that really that was a huge inspiration for me like wow this, yeah. this, 
this can be good. You know, it, you don't you, you don't have to be a singer or you can be the singer on your guitar. Yeah. 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 And I remember you did the Flying Dog album and a couple of other albums where, you know, a lot of strong melodies and you sang on those. But yeah. then you sort of drifted towards um, more guitar, guitar driven uh, sort of albums. Right. Well, yeah, I, I think I always I, I grew up listening to vocal music, so I, I mm. always wanted to try that. But it's, it's, it's rough because my, my, my voice doesn't have much of a range it's hard for me to hit the high notes and you know most of the music I, that i'd like to listen to does have high singers you know yeah. i love led zeppelin and aerosmith and you know the, the beatles sing pretty high and and uh you know whenever if i try to do that i just don't have the right instrument for it right and, uh, so but, but with guitar i can hit any of that stuff because it, it, it so it's that's I, i started to you know be able to take on the role of a singer you know with, with, with the guitar yeah Yeah. You don't have to write as many lyrics. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They can be just silly and then you just put the slide and yeah. it goes on. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a technical question for you, like very beginner level. Uh, my guitar teacher, he keeps insisting with me to get to the need of, to the level of speed that you want, like play rush and stuff like that. And you need to play slowly first and then you build your speed very slowly. Uh, did you do the same to develop like the insane level of speed that you, you reach today or not? Well, one of the things is, is choosing phrases that mm. will work fast. Right. So it's, it's not like this giant knob that you turn where everything you can play can be fast. Right. <laughs> not at all. Like there's, there's, there's certain licks that, I mean, I give you an example. If you play the low, lowest fretted note, like an F, and then play like, you know, really high, like, like, that high only those two mm. okay now how fast can you play that that's as fast as i can go you know that's not super fast but if you have you know notes that are a little closer together you know if you have one note that you know you can go incredibly fast so it it, it depends on what you're playing right and That's the thing is like when I see a player that's struggling, it's usually like, well, I couldn't play that lick fast either. You, 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 <laughs> you pick the wrong lick, you know, right. or, you're, or you're playing it in such a way where, you know, that technique is never going to work when you speed it up. Right. Yeah. So, you, so the, the, for me, the way I, I'm sort of a bottom up fast player where I would find something simple that I could play fast. Mm. And, and I would play that one thing until I really felt confident with it. And I mean, for me, it would play Sweet Leaf, the, the Black Sabbath song, because it's going like. And just that little pull up. And then, you, and then you start making variations. You right. Say, okay, well, I got that. I, that feels pretty good. So, you know, instead of like, I'll change the notes. Or, and then and then you know then you start playing it with your band and what would happen is i like that that phrase would fit really well in the sweet leaf groove right but then we'd play a song that would have a different groove and it'd be like man that's not fitting in and so just on the fly i would change it a little bit to try to fit in with the groove and right. i'd have a new lick Gotcha. And so, so much of my playing came out of that. And, and because from that method, you get stuff that's really practical. It works in the song. And, and it's, uh, it's almost like, like building a boat 
while you're in the ocean. You know, you're only <laughs> gonna you're only gonna keep stuff that floats. But if right. you build, but if you build a boat on land, you don't know if it's gonna float until you put it in the ocean. And that that's the thing that I see with you know with a lot of students is, is like they they've spent all this time making this beautiful boat, but mm -hmm. I look at it and go like that's not gonna float. Doesn't float. <laughs> Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, changing the subject a little bit, uh, you were raised in Pittsburgh, lived in L.A., in Japan, you're now in Portland. How did each of these places influence your playing, if at all? Well, uh, I suppose Pennsylvania, I mean, it was close to Pittsburgh, about an hour away from Pittsburgh, really in the countryside. So there, there wasn't much to do. Okay. So that influenced my playing because, you know, I had no distractions. It was just like, you know, the forest and the guitar, you know, and I, and I, <laughs> and I really like guitars, but I, I played a lot. And then I got out to LA and, uh, and that was, that was fun kind of competitively or, and also being inspired by so many musicians. I went to a GIT or guitar school. Yeah. So there were so many great teachers and so many great students and, and just this energy of, you know, 300 musicians in a building. So that was really inspiring. Mm -hmm. Uh, I lived in Las Vegas for a while. Las Vegas was the first place where I built a home studio. Oh. So, you know, I could do a lot of recording. And I, and, uh, I really didn't get into this local scene at all. I just would, you know, fly people in and, and we'd record at my house. Uh, but that was a good, good place to do records. Uh, Japan was... Uh, it was hard to get much done in Japan because it was, it was <laughs> before, before it was really easy to do... Um, over the internet, like Pro Tools was still kind of clunky. You know, you, right? You, the, the, the computers were like at the, at the beginning stages. Right. I got a computer and it, it kept breaking, and it, you know, and I'd always get frustrated, and then go home and, and and do a record at home. So it was <laughs> it was it was wonderful to go there, but it was hard to work. And then uh, in, in Portland, I mean, it's it's uh, I, I made sure that the whole bottom of the house is my studio. So <laughs> is that where you are right now, or? Yeah, this is, so okay. I'm, I'm on I'm on level one, right? And then the, you know, the family's upstairs, and and that's thing that now I'm a, I'm a dad, so it's uh it's important that I have like a, a, a place to go where I, I'm not no distractions and I can just work, and then when I'm when I'm not working, it's upstairs and you know there's hardly any musical stuff up there, so right. it's, it's I'm, I'm able to really separate the, the two things, right? Yeah, so you're doing the home office before home office was a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, silly question time. Do you still own the spacesuits from the Spaceship One days or not? I think I, I, I gave one to a Hard Rock Cafe and the other, I think there was somebody, like there was another endorser at Ibanez who, hmm. who was really interested in it. I Keen to have it. Yeah. I gave, <laughs> gave it to them. So I, 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 don't, I, I don't have the spacesuit anymore. anymore. Fair enough. Um, and on a more serious note, uh, what are the touring plans nowadays, if any? Like, what's the chat with the promoters like these days? I'm not sure. I, I mean, my my, uh, my manager has been searching around to see, um, mm. you know, and he's my my manager seems pretty optimistic about it. Uh, probably more more than I am. I mean, I, I love playing live, but I've I've had the good opportunity of having my online school keeping me busy at at Artist Works. And of course, I can record at home. So, and, and it's, been, it's been kind of amazing because I've, I've been on tour since I was 21 years old. So, <laughs> to, to have it a year where I could sleep in my own bed was, was, was quite a, a nice experience. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it a productive year as well, because two records in one year and two great ones at that, right? So. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I Paul, think I got to get to my next one. So it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. So uh, let's finish off with a uh, happy holidays message for the fans, if you can. All right on. Well, uh, Merry Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate. Have a great time. I hope that uh, you enjoy the music on Twas and uh, hope you get a uh, hope you get a few strings for Christmas. All right. Awesome. Rock and roll. Thank you so much, Paul. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. One, two, three, four.